Season one of the Chela to Chela podcast, featuring interviews and conversations with disciples of our Gurudev, Paramahansa Yoganandaji. I'm your host, Brenda Roberts, and in the Chela to Chela podcast, we will be talking with devotees from all over the world, connecting informally on a heart, soul, and day to day level. In season one, we'll be talking with devotees from Italy, India, Germany, and many parts of the USA. You'll be hearing heart-touching and loving tributes about our Guruji, and you'll also hear those sweet, inspiring stories of how I found Master. And today we have with us Blue Butterfly Woman. Okay, Blue, first of all, we've got to get right into that name. Tell us about your name. Wonderful. I really could not find God in the traditional religions. I tried really hard, but it didn't happen. And so I found a group 
of American Indian people that included a shaman whose name is Joseph Many Horses Davis, and he became my spirit teacher long before I found the SRF teachings. And so I went on a vision quest to pray for the people in our tribe. And I was a human service caseworker, which meant I had a lot of needy people. When you go on a vision quest, you have no food, clothing, or water. You have a sacred pipe, a blanket, and a sacred drum. And I was out in nature for 24 hours praying for all of the people. The blue angels came in a vision and formed butterflies in the sky that had hot pink centers and said, bring everyone outside, all the people that you're praying for. Get them away from televisions. This was long before computers were what they are now. Let them know life on earth has always been challenging and always will be, but let them know how deeply blessed they are. So when I came back from the vision quest, my shaman asked what stood out, and when I told him what stood out, he said, wonderful. You're on the right road. Welcome to the red road, blue butterfly woman. And one day, you might want to make it your legal name. So about 15 years ago, I went to court and I completely dropped my birth name because I think the Holy Spirit came to me and said, your first name is Blue, your middle name Butterfly, your last name Woman. And it has been quite an honor to carry that name. Well, that solves that mystery. And thank you for sharing that, that great story. Um, Blue, tell us now about where you are and what group you go to. And um, are you married? Do you have children? Were you, obviously, you were not raised in SRF. Um, tell us about your, your profile, if you will. I am a member of Self-Realization Fellowship. We have a wonderful circle here in Bloomington. It's a wonderful group. Remember, we're talking to devotees across the world. So Bloomington is where? Indiana. 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 Okay. So um, every other month, we have Kirtan at my house. The months in between, we have movie dates at another devotee's house. We meet at the Presbyterian Church on the east side of town here in Bloomington once a week for meditation. I am single. My first husband passed away, my second husband, and I decided it was best to be separate and live separately, so we have a divorce. I have three children living on earth. I have Rick, who's 60, who owns a business in Logansport, Indiana, about three hours from where I live. My middle son that's living is on the East Coast. He works for the government. He has, um, he, he protects the people that surround the president, not the president himself. Oh, that's interesting. And my youngest son living is Lon, and Lon is in a group home in Illinois. He is nonverbal and autistic. I have two children that have already left this planet because whatever they came to do was fulfilled. And so Alexandra was 39 
when she decided it was time to go. And Albert, my son was 42 and he had a heart situation. And I speak about it in a loving way because I don't view it the way most people do. I never did. I just, to me, this is a school. We're here for a reason. When our mission's fulfilled, we're gone. So there's eight grandchildren and then there's three great granddaughters. Wow, you have a very big family. Um, you recently told me how being in India changed your life, and I think that might be of interest to the devotees listening. So just <laughs> briefly, uh, and it's a long, big uh, experience. Can you capsulize it for our listeners? I had a lifetime dream of going to India that I didn't know I would ever fulfill. India, it, 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 it absorbed me. It, came to me on a cellular level. When I went to Italy, I thought I would feel like I had gone home. Instead, I felt like an American traveling in Italy. When I went to India, I felt like every cell of my body resonated with India. It was amazing, just totally amazing. The spiritual energy, the beauty, and because we were on this pilgrimage, it was very different than it would have been if I had done it any other way. It was beautiful. We were fed wonderful food. We were kept very healthy, but we went to the sacred places, and that was the most important. I think probably Babaji's cave and Master's little room, those were the most sacred, important things that I could have done in India. Blue, what impact did it have on you in your spiritual life and when you got home? It's hard to put that in words. Okay. I feel more connected. I feel more at one with Master and the teachings. Mm -hmm. I feel like you go to Satsanga and Self-Realization Fellowship are one and the same. I just feel an energy. I feel a sacredness. I think one of the most important things is that I brought these wonderful clothes and I wear them everywhere and people just love it. They just look and they gasp and they say, those are so beautiful. So it's bringing some of the beauty and sacredness into my everyday world with others. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, you, uh, you were a shopper, and, and of course, you went deep in the spiritual, but you did very well. You did really got some beautiful things, Blue. So now let's go to the big question. How did you find Guruji? Well, the first thing I want to say is that I had left all organized religion because none of it worked. And I was hungry, and I was at the library shopping in the metaphysical book section looking for something spiritual and the book only love by diamata lit up on the shelf it truly lit up it's like it just glowed mm -hmm. and i took it down and i checked it out i took it home and it was like inhaling manna from my soul i couldn't believe it every word was something i needed to hear and then i got to the part of lessons but i got to the part of learning how to live 
and I had a very troubled young, young time. My childhood was extremely difficult and troubled and stressful, and I didn't really get the teachings that I needed to learn how to behave. That was the word, how to behave, not how to live. The master was going to teach me how to behave, and I thought, wow, it's about time. <laughs> so I, or I contacted headquarters in self-realization, the mother center, and they sent me stuff about lessons, and someone told me I need to go to convocation. So I got the lessons in maybe about April of 2009, went to my first convocation. I was moving from Chicago to Bloomington. They gave me the names of people. All of it, all of it was, it's what I needed. It was my next step and my next right thing. So you were connected with Bloomington and you got the lessons and that's how you found Master and you went to the convocation right away. So there was no, uh, no lag time, right? You just got no. really souped right in. No. So what do, you, um, what do you feel are the, are, the, are the benefits for you personally of being on the path, Blue? Well, the first, the first benefit I want to talk about gives me a big chuckle. I really do live in paradise because paradise lives within me and it exists because I meditate, I study, and I'm faithful to the path and I am getting a much broader way to look at the world and it's very beneficial. It's wonderful. So, uh, Blue, you're living in a and a bubble of paradise, it sounds like. And All the time. And I tell people when they ask how I am, I say I'm beyond heaven. There you go. I'm in the world every day. I perform three to four days a week. I'm, I'm really high all the time. Well, that's fantastic. Now, you do, um, you do some work in the world. Tell us what that is. My CASA work? court-appointed special advocate for children in need of services who've been removed from the home due to abuse or neglect. I am the voice of the child. I'm an instrument of the court. That's very demanding because I do home visits. I work with parents. I work with the children. And I do court reports, and I attend court frequently. Sometimes I visit people in jail. Sometimes I visit people in prisons. And um, your vibration, obviously, with your intent on spirit and Guruji's teachings, um, you bring that into your work in the world? I know when I meditate, I bring so much more good. So you find that people are, are responsive because you are coming from a heart-centered place? Yes. Um, and you're able to do that because of Guruji's presence in your life and, and Kriya. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. All right, Blue. Um, I have two more questions. Hmm? And one is, what would your advice be to someone who is just starting in this lifetime on the path with Guruji? To be as true to yourself as humanly possible, but to be open to 
reshaping yourself because the chiseling away, in other words, what I would say is we're like a piece of granite that the sculptor is creating anew and that we need to be open, but we also need to love ourselves and care about ourselves and that master will teach us how to do that. Also, when I first started on the path, I didn't understand what people kept saying, oh, it's master, it's master, it's master. So a personal deep relationship with Guruji happens over time. It doesn't happen in a week or a month. But just to be persistent with the energization exercises and the lessons, to be with devotees as much as possible, to live your own life as good as possible, and just to keep doing what you're able to do, things will unfold and things will develop and things will change. Very good, very good. Thank you for all of that wise uh, commentary. Okay, so we're going to the last question here, Blue. When you get to the other side of this incarnation and you look back, what is it you would like to be able to say about this lifetime? Huh. <laughs> that I served with every cell of my being, that every time in this lifetime that I was put on the ground with a heel in my back trying to break my back, I chose God, I chose the light. And I'm so grateful for that. Fantastic. All right, Blue, it's been an absolute pleasure to hear your story and talk with you. And I know also we didn't get to talk about it, but uh, Blue does some healing work that can be done over the phone. If you have uh, something that you're carrying with you that you just can't quite kick, um, Blue will work with you in, in uh, discussion and storytelling and kind of reframe things so that you're more free to go on with your life and, and your sadhana. That contact and that little write-up will be, uh, there will be a link to it in the show notes. Thank you again, Blue. Jai Guru, Jai Ma. Jai Guru, thank you. Well, dear friends, it's wonderful to hear these stories, isn't it? And in just a few moments, I have a great quote of Guruji's to share with you. But first, if you would like access to the private page where guest contact and other information is posted, it's free and easy. Just email to subscribe to the mailing list. The email address is subscribe at soulcallsinfinity.org. For those of you who may be driving or jogging while listening, no worries, the link to subscribe will be in the show notes. The Chela de Chela podcast is sponsored by Soul Calls Infinity, and the music is courtesy of Soul Calls Music Meditations by Saranya. I'm your host, Brenda Roberts, 
and I'd love to share your story. Email me for guest guidelines and details. That's Brenda at soulcallsinfinity.org. Looking forward to sharing the next episode with you, where we'll be meeting another uniquely devoted disciple of our beloved Master, Paramahansa Yoganandaji. And now, in closing, let's listen to this quote of Master given by Brother Achilanandaji in the 1986 Self-Realization magazine. Master said, We all come from God. Once we were strangers, but when we love God, we become brothers and sisters. That relationship is the strongest of bonds it holds now and in the hereafter. So, dear ones, until next time, let us join together in affirming it's a wonderful life with Guruji in it. Jai Guru Jai.